Welcome to the Authentic Sales Leader Podcast, where we bring on exceptional sales leaders to dig into their stories and experiences, get their advice, and most importantly, learn what it means to them to be an authentic sales leader. I'm your host, Jeff Kerchick, and I suggest you grab a notebook and a pen, as every episode is packed with their wisdom and knowledge. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Authentic Sales Leader Podcast, brought to you by Humantic AI. I am your host, uh, Jeff Kerchick, head of sales at Able, and today I am with a very special guest, somebody that I've personally had the joy of working with, so I know he's pretty good at sales. Um, He's a senior mid-market account executive over at Gong, well, one of the biggest you know, SaaS software companies that's out there today. And he's four-time President's Club. Um, he's built a great brand for himself. He has a weekly newsletter and all sorts of content and uh, called Sales Miniseries. Uh, welcome to the show, Brian Lamana. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Excited for it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being here. I'd love to start just by having you tell us a little bit about yourself. So Tell, tell the audience like you know, your background, how you got into sales, what you do. Yeah, great, great question. And we'll be a good place to kick things off. So from Chicago, originally I grew up in the, in the Western suburbs and went to Indiana University. I, I knew I wanted to be in business in some form, shape or another. I actually started as a marketing major and pivoted over to sales. Um, quite literally, somebody in my uh, fraternity at the time was just like, hey, you should look at this, you should try it. And I came to a meeting once for this sales workshop and I changed my major pretty much the next day and uh, the rest was history. So I I interned uh, after junior year with a company called Anheuser-Busch, a lot of people are familiar with, uh, like Bud Light and different beer related sales. And I think I learned almost everything I, I didn't like about sales from the outside sales perspective of it's pretty much no commission. There's a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of, travel and in-store visits, but I also uh, realized that there was a lot of potential there. And I heard other people interning at places in tech like Salesforce and all these companies that seemed really cool. So uh, at the career fair the next year was looking at different tech companies and uh, started with a company called Bright Edge, uh, was an SDR there for a year, was an account executive then for two years, and then most recently moved over to Gong about two years ago. Awesome. And so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Gong because you and I, and uh, I am your customer, uh, but it happened in a roundabout way. It was an interesting story. Why don't you tell people, I don't know if you actually technically closed a deal with me, but you did close a deal with my company. Um, So why don't you tell people how you did that? Yeah, I I was pretty new to Gong at the time as well. And I was doing different like email prospecting. And I remember one of my accounts was Excel Technologies, which we'd not been able to break into yet, but seemed like a pretty good fit for the type of service and software that Gong offers. So I remember pulling up your LinkedIn and I, I saw all this different kind of relevant content that I could shape a really strong email about. And that's really kind of been my brand previously at Bright Edge and at Gong as well as just crafting really good emails and really good copywriting to make sure that that personalization can scream, that it was written by a human, it was written by me, I did my homework, I did my research versus more of a spray and pray type approach. And I'll actually read uh, part of the email I sent you if, th- if that's cool, Jeff. Awesome. So I, I, uh, I, the subject line was Tom Brady watches film, why don't salespeople? And then I wrote, hi, Jeff. 
as an authentic selling, and that was an italic given that's uh, the book you wrote in 2020, as an authentic selling leader at Excel and presumed avid sports fan having previously interned for the Red Sox, I'm sure you can appreciate the dedication needed to become great at either. Tom Brady, David Ortiz, and Kevin Garnett, sticking with the Boston theme, attribute much of their success to being students of the game, which begs the question, if top athletes are using game film to become masters of their craft, why aren't salespeople? Gong equals game tape for salespeople. Would you find value in learning more before the turkey gets out of the oven? This was written on November 22nd, right before Thanksgiving. And then P.S., Congrats on the new role in August. That's actually when I started to with Gong. So at least we have that in common. Smiley face. Um, so I remember sending you that email. I was like, this is a, a strong email. I think I wrote it in you know, probably 10 or 15 minutes. And I was like, this better earn a response, this better earn a response. And I don't think you did actually respond to that first email right away. It took a second or third one. Uh, just continuing to stay persistent, sales leaders like yourself probably got you know hundred plus emails on a daily basis, and you mentioned, hey, I'm actually leaving Excel soon, but shoot me a text at this number, would love to stay in contact. So I, I did, and um, learned shortly thereafter you're moving to a new company, advising for a company called Able, help facilitate that introduction. I think about two months later, uh, we're able to get. Uh, your current company signed up with Gong. So super exciting story. I still tell it to other uh, salespeople today at Gong, just kind of the, the theme of like playing the long game, really investing in, in people and that relationship first and foremost, and the persistence as well. You can write the best uh, email in the world. There's a chance the other party doesn't see it. You got to continue adding value and um, just stay all over it. Yeah, no, that's great. And people can see probably behind me, I'm, I'm definitely a Patriots fan. So that was, uh, that was a good one. Yeah, it's funny because Brian, in my book, I um, there's a chapter on cold emailing. You kind of like nailed that formula really well. And I, I actually give an example of one of the best cold emails I ever got. I, I wrote the book before you had emailed me, but uh, the, the email that I referenced in there was actually another rep from Gong uh, many years ago who wrote me an email about the Boston Bruins, uh, which are my favorite sports team. So um, I don't know what, I don't know if you guys like were sharing notes or something, but it worked. It was good. Um, but yeah, so I want to move into like this brand building stuff because I saw you like you posted actually about this story recently and you get a lot of um, you've since you and I met a couple of years ago, I have personally really admired just watching you build this brand that you've built for yourself. Um, you know, some people would call it social selling. Um, uh, others might look at it as like a side hustle thing, but I think you're providing a lot of value to sellers every single day. You've built this like newsletter, the sales mini series. Um, and you just get a lot of engagement, you know, just on your page, which I think is really impressive, especially you're uh, fairly young in your career. Right. So it's pretty cool. I think a lot of people would probably wonder, like, you know, what's the importance of that? Like, how did you, what spurred you to go and do that? Um, why do you think it's so important today? Um, tell us a little bit about like what that's been like for you. Yeah, it's been interesting. I think since I met you and sent that email and. Uh, almost two years ago, if, if you go back to that point, at that point, I don't think I'd ever post on LinkedIn. I might have, you know, shared a company blog article once or, you know, pasted our reviews or something like that. Pretty basic, but I'd never just made a post about like my experience or my journey. 
So dating back, it was actually about June of last year. Uh, I got the inspiration. I've obviously seen other sellers and enjoyed following people like Sarah Brazier and Trent Dressel and uh, you know other folks that you might know from LinkedIn. And I kind of thought in terms of like myself, I was like, I've had some really, I think interesting experiences in my first four years of sales. I'd gone on to win uh, club already three times. I'd learned a lot of positive lessons, a lot of lessons that you know I wish I uh, maybe would have prevented or gotten in front of as well. And I, I just candidly wanted to kind of share my journey and just had some like curiosity behind it. So I actually started in June of last year and I just started pretty small. My goal is to post once a week. Then in July, it was to post twice a week. In August, it was post three times a week. And a lot of those posts the first three months, very few people saw them. Uh, some you know, probably had five or 10 likes or things like that. But I just continue to try to stay consistent at it and also try to give back to others on the platform as well. Just engage with their content, interact with different folks. I was amazed at how much I continue to learn from others. Uh, it kind of snowballed to, to use a, a Bruins or a hockey analogy. It was kind of a hockey stick in, in terms of growth, in terms of uh, just kind of suddenly took off like October, November last year. But I think an interesting like impact of it all was I, I didn't necessarily do it to like social sell or um, uh, start a side hustle or uh, generate more pipeline for myself. I, I didn't really know where it would go. And I think an interesting kind of impact looking back is I actually haven't generated much pipeline at all from posting on LinkedIn. I think that's why most people think I post is to you know, self-source or generate new opportunities. With Gong, we have almost every single account assigned. Our RevOps is amazing and they have all these accounts in our Salesforce CRM already. So uh, if somebody messages me on LinkedIn, odds are I'm gonna have to pass it along to an account executive, which I'm always happy to do, but it's not necessarily gonna directly benefit me. But where I think I have seen a benefit is, say I start a new sales cycle, uh, Jeff, if you you know were at another company and hadn't heard of Gong, and I might add you on LinkedIn after our first demo. Well, if we're in a three or four month sales cycle and you're continually seeing my posts on a daily basis, you're seeing more Gong content as well. It's almost gonna act as like a drip campaign where they're gonna stay top of mind and I'm gonna just start to earn more mindshare day after day because a lot of sales is selling between the meetings as well versus just you know that meeting you might have with them you know once a week uh, could even be more spread out as well so i think i've just seen an impact like my ability to keep deals fresh uh, continue to stay top of mind with prospects as well but it's been really exciting i've, I've met a lot of really great people as well um, opened up a lot of connections a lot of doors i could have never imagined so i um, would highly encourage if anyone's thinking about it out there, just, just try it, uh, get going, you know, post once a week to start. And if you're liking what you're doing, you can scale it up from there. Yeah. I love that. I especially love that. Like what you're saying is that you don't really have an agenda in what you're doing. Um, you're kind of just trying to add value every single day and hoping that karma will work its way back to you. Right. And, um, I think that's just a great way to look at it. Sometimes when people have asked, I I'm not like, you know, I don't get the engagement you get, but when people have asked me about like, you know, how I get to posting and stuff like that, I always just say, just like whatever inspires you, right? Like it, when, if it's, uh, if you have an agenda, people can kind of like see through it, right? It doesn't feel very authentic. It feels a little uh, uh, cheesy, I guess. And yeah, you, you, you've been putting some great stuff out there. And so as a result, you've obviously had a lot of engagement within the sales community. You've shared a lot of advice. You've also probably received a lot of advice. 
Um, I think a lot of these like really interesting points that you get from the sales community are often like counterintuitive. They're things that you're like, oh, wow, I would have never thought to do that. So what's like one piece of advice that you've gotten from like the greater community that is counterintuitive, you know, different than what you'd expect that you've actually been able to implement successfully? I've, uh, I have so many I could think of. I, I think I've, I've honestly gotten a lot of really great advice, some from posts, some from coffee chats, you know, one-on-one -on -one with different folks on LinkedIn. I think the one that's had like the biggest outsized impact on me was I, I used to always run discovery a certain way. And I saw a lot of success at Gong doing it where I would just kind of open up and ask something like, hey, Jeff, what are your top two to three strategic priorities for the year? Uh, I learned from uh, a seller on, on LinkedIn, who's a RVP at MongoDB, Kyle uh, AC, mentioned that uh, that's really not a strong way of going about things. Um, you know, buyers and VPs of sales are kind of sick of the questions around what are your pain points? What keeps you up at night? What are your top priorities? So to get a much stronger answer, something he recommended was coming with a certain point of view when you kick off discovery and having it be like really strong and formulated around your research with that account, but holding on to it really, really loosely. So as an example, instead of just saying, hey, Jeff, what are your top two to three strategic priorities? I might say, hey, Jeff, I saw you just took over as chief revenue officer three months ago. Typically, brand new CROs are focused on X, Y, and Z. And I saw at Able, you just launched this new product. Is this the number one most important thing in your world? it then gets a really good response of either yes, and you can start to go down that conversation or Jeff will be like, wow, that's super impressive that he put in all that research, all that time and share a different take of like, hey, that's super important, but actually Brian, X, Y, Z is the number one thing I'm focused on. Um, so it's really just impact. I think discovery is one of the most important parts in our sales process. And that advice of bringing a really strong point of view, but holding on to it loosely has really shaped uh, the last year of me selling, especially as I've moved more up market and had more strategic conversations. I love that. Yeah, it's important not to have too much conviction in your own ideas, but at the same time, you need to have uh, ideas that you care about, right? Um, that's awesome. I, I want to move, like while we're talking about Gong, um, you know, I love the conversational intelligence space. There's been so much stuff that's been happening in the space. I think you guys are getting new competitors every day, which is actually a good thing. I think it just kind of validates that there's a, a lot of interesting things going on in that space. Um, what do you think is the future of that, right? Like, tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, I think most folks know what Gong does, but like, tell us a little bit about what you guys do and where you think uh, you see the future of that space. Yeah. I love the call out first, just of like more competitors. Our, our CEO, Amit Bendoff, shares this all the time. But if we weren't seeing more and more competitive pressure, and if there weren't more competitors entering our market, that would be a bigger problem, right? Because it, it would mean we're not onto something really, really big. And Gong today probably has 30, 40 cheaper alternatives. I actually heard of two new companies for the first time this week. Uh, you know, we're evaluating Gong as well as X, Y, and Z. And I was like, never heard of them, do some research, uh, yada, yada. But I think like from where conversation intelligence and revenue intelligence is going is really building out like one holistic integrated platform for sales and go-to-market teams. Whereas today you may use one tool for conversation intelligence, one tool for forecasting, one tool for sales engagement. 
that may not work with each other super well. That's also putting a strong burden on new reps when they join companies because it takes them longer to get ramped up because they need to learn not just everything about their company they're joining, but around 10 new tools and software systems that maybe they've never used or even heard of before. So it's increasing ramp, it's decreasing time to productivity for new hires. So I think where the space is going as a whole is just consolidation within the sales tech market and really building like one MVP type platform for sales and go-to-market teams, where if I'm a sales rep, I can just go to one platform to take action, whether that's prospecting, whether that's being coached on calls, whether that's calling my number from a forecast perspective, just to streamline everything and make things a lot more integrated. And I guess like, you know, obviously Gong has components of it that are leveraging artificial intelligence. That's like one of the things that makes it really cool. We use it, right? I love it. Um, but there's this broader movement of AI and sales, right? I wrote about it a few years ago in my book and said, hey, like you got to embrace being human now because the machines can start to, you know, take responsibilities away from you, right? So there, I think this I think this can be dangerous. Um, I think it can also be quite good, right? There's all sorts of really cool tools out there. Um, how, you know, what, what's your take on the influx of AI and sales? Like, how do you think it can be helpful for sellers today? And where does it have the potential to really backfire? Yeah. And, and I, I purchased, and I, th I think I shared this with you, Jeff, but I, I purchased Authentic Selling, I think, shortly after our sales cycle and read through it. And I'd argue your, your book is even more important now than it was two or three years ago when it's written. And it's exactly for that reason you mentioned is automation and you know spray and pray type tactics with chat GPT and mass messaging um, come about more and more. What's going to set sellers apart is having that human component, uh, being human to human, right? Even if it's over Zoom and showing that you're just a really authentic, genuine seller that wants to help solve their problems. You're being genuinely curious throughout the sales process. You're adding value at each and every step. So I think like in general with AI and sales, it's a really, really great thing. What it's going to mean is that sellers like myself can get more done in my 40 hours per week than maybe I was able to a couple of years ago, which means I can take on more opportunities, close more revenue, uh, earn more as well as a seller. But I think you need to be really uh, thoughtful uh, and intentful around which of your tasks you want to leverage with AI and which ones you want to just make sure you're not using it as a crutch. And just as an example, I think like helpful elements to leverage with AI are things like, you know, call follow-ups. You know, there's tools like Gong out there now that can capture your entire conversation, flag action items, help write your email with a template, attach a call recording that might save you 20 minutes after the call, being able to put that together in seconds or minutes. That's a really great item where I think, um, you know, call follow-up emails aren't going to be read super in depth. That can put together a really strong same work framework, save you a lot of time. Things like updating CRM, things like auto dispositioning your call, whether it was, you know, you left a voicemail, wasn't connected. Things that can automate mundane tasks that don't add a lot of value. Perfect for AI to come in and make us more efficient. Where I think it can backfire is if you start to use it as a crutch, as a seller, um, if you're going to try to leverage it to, to write 100% of your emails or um, things like that or structure like the exact discovery questions versus doing your research on the account, 
just by inserting their, you know, their recent 10K or their funding article. I just don't think it's at that point yet where you're going to be really successful. Um, so I think it's really important to just kind of delineate the two. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. It's like AI can be really help can be helpful as an aid for people, but not necessarily to replace them if it's adopted properly. Um, so people can lean in if they have the right attitude with it. Um, and in that vein, like, and first of all, thank you. I appreciate the nice things you said about the book, but I want to ask maybe my last question is a, maybe a similar question. When, have you been able to use authentic storytelling to win a deal? I'm sure you have, but can you give us an example of a time where you've been able to leverage authentic storytelling to win a deal? And the reason I ask is because, you know, you just talked a little bit about how it's more important than ever for people to like, you know, use what makes them human and lean into that a little bit, especially with all this tech and all this cool stuff that's out there. Um, would love to hear an example of a time where you've really leaned into that and it, and it worked out for you. Yeah. And I think that's a great example, like authentic storytelling of, uh, Chad GPT is not going to be able to, to write you a story that's at least truthful around the impact you've had with a customer you've signed up six months ago or the different benefits or the impact they saw. So I think that's a really great area that you can plug in to your sales cycles to, to have them be more effective. I use it every single day here at Gong. I actually candidly use it in almost every single deal cycle. An example of that is um, I actually previously used Gong and the technology at my last company at Bright Edge before I came to Gong. So I have a really unique perspective as a seller here because when I was at my previous company, I, I had seen both worlds. I'd seen my company without using anything to capture calls and surface up intelligence around things like deals. But I also was part of it once it got rolled out and being able to leverage it to be able to learn from different folks on my team. So I recently had a deal I was working and a common objection we get over here is some reps that are more tenured, that are more seasoned will often say, hey, I don't want to be recorded, right? What, what are you trying to glean from my calls? Why is this valuable? What's in it for me? So being able to just share my story with a rep like that one-on-one -on -one to make sure they're not being a detractor and say something along the lines of like, hey, Steve, I completely hear you. Like candidly, I'd never heard of Gong either two years ago. It got introduced to us and I was like, what the heck is this, right? Why am I being recorded? Am I about to get fired? What are they looking for in my conversations? But then fast forward, I leaned into it and a month later I was able to use it to do things like listen to top performers on my team and understand what talk tracks they were leveraging to drive really high win rates and to see the success that they were. I was also then becoming a top seller and I would use it instead of having reps join my calls and being a little bit of a crutch, like shadowing it live, I would say, hey, just listen to the call afterwards and tag me in the critical moment that maybe you have a question around to help me save time as a top performer. And even then taking it a step further and tagging teams like marketing or product in different learnings. So instead of having to schedule 30 minutes with them to talk about the, the feature request a customer brought up or you know, something limiting us from closing the deal, I could just tag them quickly and save time. All things that will help me close more revenue as a seller. So just being able to share that story with other reps to get their buy-in on being coached, on wanting to lean into a, a conversation intelligence uh, solution like Gong has been super, super helpful. And of course, 
even if uh, you're out there as a seller and you haven't you know, used your own technology in the past, just sharing different stories around customers that you've signed up and the results that they've seen, or if you're brand new, ask some people on the team, right? And share one of your teammates stories of, hey, you know, XYZ on my team actually you know, worked with a company in this industry. Three months later, here's the results that they saw because they were able to you know, X, Y, and Z. Really, really critical part. And I think that'll help set you apart in different deal cycles, just having that human component and, and sharing like very tangible stories. Awesome. Brian, that's a great story. I love it. Um, thank you so much for all the time, all the wisdom. Hope everybody who's listening uh, got a lot of good nuggets out of it. Uh, if they want to find more information from you, Brian, where do they go? How do they get more intel from you, Brian? Yeah, linkedin.com is the best place. Uh, you can go to my profile for Brian Lamana. You can definitely connect with me there. And I have uh, links to my newsletter as well as some of the other content I put out there right in my profile. So uh, looking forward to hearing from anyone. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Thank you for being here on the Authentic Sales Leader podcast. And I hope, uh, hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Authentic Sales Leader podcast. If you enjoyed the show, the best way to share your gratitude is to share the show with a friend or to drop us a review on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, keep it authentic.